Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. Welcome to So That Just Happened, a podcast for those who have lost their person and want to find themselves. I'm Carly Cooper, a single mom, widow, coach, author, and chronic truth seeker. My superpower is finding the funny, the hope, and the silver lining in any shit situation. This podcast is for the purpose of education only and is not a replacement for therapy. If you need additional support, please seek out a trained professional for help with your specific situation. Let's get to it, shall we? In this week's episode, I had the absolute honor of interviewing my coach and mentor who I've been working with now for the past year. And she has been an instrumental part in my healing and me being able to move forward. And she is none other than Sarah McBride, AKA the genius alchemist. And she's a spiritual mentor, spiritually driven business and transformation coach. And her passion is reprogramming the beliefs of people just like you and me, allowing us to achieve the personal and professional life of our dreams through a combination of psychology, neuroscience, and various esoteric practices. She's been where we are. Sarah has experienced the pain and the suffering and the longing, but she's worked hard to smash through these barriers, banish limiting beliefs, and manifest a life full of joy, abundance, and success. And now, Sarah's helping others do the same. For over a decade, she supported and consulted countless clients as they build the businesses of their dreams, and she's built numerous successful businesses of her own as well. Sarah has studied and trained extensively in various healing modalities, as well as consulted for many huge corporate businesses. Using her blended methods, she supported huge life transitions for her clients, me being one of them, helping them to achieve a life they love, a life in flow. I'm going to include ways to contact and follow Sarah in the show notes, so make sure you check those out and follow her. And I hope you get as much from this interview as I did. All right, let's get to it, shall we? Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of So That Just Happened. I have the honor, the absolute honor of being able to chat with and share with you my coach, who I have worked with now for over a year. Her name is Sarah McBride. Um, She has been an absolute godsend, like literally and figuratively, I believe that, um, to me. Um, We've been working together now for over a year. Um, We took a little bit of a hiatus, but we remained in touch because we're friends now. Um, (laughs) But um, yeah, so she's just been, I don't even know how to define you or what you do or the kind of coach that you are. So you can do that better than I will. But just to give a little backstory of how we came to be, um, back in October of 2021, I... Of course, it was only like a few months after my husband had passed. But of course, because I'm just constantly like in my head, I was like, what am I supposed to do now with my life? Like, what what's like, and I was just feeling completely lost. So 
I reached out to a mutual coach of ours, friend of ours, who I had worked with, who you've worked with in the past, and he recommended you. And, you know, you are Liverpool, UK, which is another massive reason why I wanted to work with you, <laughs> just because I just love hearing you talk. Um, but at the time I was like, okay, great. I'm going to take her number. And obviously I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready to reach out, but I kept your information. And then fast forward to January of 2022. And this is when I was completely like feeling lost because all of my distraction was done. And now I was like, okay, it's time to figure out my shit, but I can't do that on my own. I don't want to do that on my own. And instead of just doing like a random Google search for a coach, because in truth, I didn't even know what I was looking for. I thought I was like, okay, I'm going to find another business coach. And I was like, okay, I'll look for that. But then I was just like, no, I'm going to reach out to Sarah. And I did. And we connected. And instantly I just, I just knew I was just like, I don't know what we're going to do together, but I know I've got to work with you. So Welcome. Thank you. And before we even get started, and before I can like sit back and admire your accent, I just want to say thank you because you have been an instrumental part of my healing, my process, um, everything that is good in my life now um, is a result of the work that we've done together and the challenges that you've <laughs> you know, put on me. And at times I'm like, fuck you. I'm not doing that. This sucks, but I do appreciate it <laughs> now that it's done, <laughs> but you know, it will never be done. We know that, but I just, I truly want to say thank you because I am where I am today um, and where I'll be tomorrow because of the work that we've done. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for being here. Thank you for inviting me and thank you for saying that as well. I really appreciate it and it's been an honour to work with you in the past 12 months. Um, so, yeah, you ask what I do. So it is kind of, you know, difficult to define in a way because that's why I am coined the genius alchemist because it's alchemy and it's it's genius and it's alchemizing others' genius and getting them in their zone of genius but through the process of alchemy is where the energy, the magic and all of those things come in. Um, so I help people in love, in life, in business. So in business, I'm called a business mystic. Although I do have business tools and strategies, it's the mysticism, it's the intuition. It's Those are the things that I tend to work with um, the most as well as being a coach, some call me a coach, some call me their spiritual guide. So that's that. Um, and that's truly like a big reason why I wanted to work with you because in the past, I've worked with brilliant business coaches. I've worked with, you know, people who have built six, seven figure businesses and, and I've needed those strategies. And at the time that was really what I needed was the structure, was the actual like, step by step and and that was necessary but at, at this stage of where i was at in my life 
I didn't feel like that's what I needed. I feel like I needed someone who had that intuition, who had that connection to something bigger, you know, because if if you guys think that I'm woo, she's like woo, woo, like she makes, <laughs> but in like the best way, you know, like she makes my woo look like fucking baby woo. Like hers is like grandma. <laughs> yeah. She's like, you know, like I bought a fucking kimono because of her, you know, and, <laughs> and I loved it, you know? And so, you know, but, and, and, and when you look off to the side, you you were like, okay, well, if I look off to the side, it's not that I'm not paying attention. It's just that I'm like getting these downloads or channeling. I'm like, babe, I hope you never look at me. Like I'm so into that. And like, <laughs> so like, that's really what I, you know, apart from, you know, and she's very practical too. So it's not just like all like, you know, completely out there, but I loved the combination of both of like practical and spiritual um, because I'm really all about that. Mm, and to me at the end, energy is the basis of everything. Yeah. And then you know, we can have the practical and, you know, I'm obviously trained in, some you know mainstream really mainstream uh, modalities as well and was a business consultant for 10 years in corporate so you know there's there is that as well but I couldn't deny who I was anymore and hold back in terms of well I just know things yeah so it's like well I'm tuning in I can see things I can tune into the invisible world I can understand people's energy really well and then I can put that with strategy and practical and everything else to combine them. Because one thing I always say is you can give 10 people the same strategy. And why does it only work for one or two or three people? Because they're in a kind of terrain, what's going on in their internal world and their energy. And those are the things for me that we need to focus on. But also, you know, talking about being really woo-woo, I know some people out there that are really woo-woo and they don't teach any of the practical stuff and help people around that either, which I don't think is conducive with getting to where you need to be either. So for me, it is a good blend of both. Yeah. But I live the woo to its way on. It's, you know, I live and breathe it, as you can see in my background. <laughs> well, and yeah, and and I do too. And I think for a very long time, I sort of stifled that because of it, it's not mainstream and it's not talked about and it it you know it's it's better now than it used to be but you know mm. you used to feel like you were nuts if if this you know like amongst i mean i know that i felt that not that my friends made me feel that way but you know there i i think what working with you one of the many things allowed me to do was to really find that perfect blend of practical and also spiritual and really tapping into what I believe to be true and how I want to live and be and and create the world that I want to live in as well. Mm -hmm. And so what I, I mean, you and I can literally go off the rails and talk for 18 hours. So I want to like rein this in um, and really focus on the topic at hand, which is a, a term that you have coined. Um, and, and I think it's brilliant and I love it. And if I didn't have you right now, I would 
take it as my own, but it's you, you, you use the term energy management. And I love that so much because what I struggle with, what I have struggled with and continue to, but I am working on it is because I'm highly sensitive and I'm an empath, I feel things really hard. I feel good things really hard, which is amazing, but I also feel negative negativity really hard. It drains me. It exhausts me. It's why I don't watch the news. It's why I don't pay attention to the world, uh, the outside world, because it's shit and it can cause me anxiety and panic. And so I've really just tried to like live with the blinders on, um, you know, obviously I know roughly what's going on, what I need to know, but so much of that is out of our control that there's just no point to like inundate myself with all of that stuff that I can't do anything about. And so what I'm finding is that I'm also so heavily influenced by other people's energy. And again, that could be positive, but I find it's mostly negative (laughs) because most people I believe, and myself included, their default is to go towards the negative because truthfully, that's the world we live in. Like, you know, we're just inundated with negativity and fear and panic and all that stuff. And I've had to work incredibly hard every day to rewire my brain, to focus on the good, to find the silver lining, to find the lessons, to focus on the growth, to all of that. But most people don't do that because it's hard and it's uncomfortable and it sucks at times. And so I'm finding in my relationships, in you know how I'm navigating through all of that, that I feel good when you feel good. And if you don't feel good, then I take that on because it's part of who I am. I want to help. I'm an empath. I feel things but I'm also trying to create boundaries around that for my own protection and to allow other people to do their own thing. And recently I'm labeling that as codependency, which I'm going to do an episode about because that's just a whole other thing. And I'm trying to still wrap my head around that. Um, But yeah. So can you talk a little bit more about energy management and you know, what that really means. Yeah. Um, yeah. And just for the record, it's probably a lot of people talk about energy management, but we all, we all have our different ways, don't we? Um, and for me, you know, we, energy is unlimited, you know, it's expansive. So it's about how we work with energy and alchemize our own energy because, you know, time is, is limited, we only have a, a, a limited amount of time in the day. So when people talk about productivity, for example, you know, they're, they're looking for more time, but actually it's more energy that you need. Mm-hmm. So for me, energy is, is you know, the pinnacle of everything. And it's what we should be working with um, to get to where we need to be. And I get what you're saying about being an empath. And, you know, there's there's various ways of looking at that, of how we become so sensitive, like what makes us so sensitive. If it's uh, something that's learned, you know, with, through hypervigilance, is it something that 
is something that we're just born with, you know. But to me, it's it's, it's irrelevant. If we're if we're sensitive, we're sensitive, yeah. and we just have to work with that. Um, because you know, there's a lot of people that want to talk about the whys when it's like it, it is what it is. Let's just mm-hmm. work with what it is. So. Well, it's really, sorry to interrupt you, but it's really interesting you say that because for so long I've been resistant to the fact of that I've been so sensitive and it's like, you know, the, the natural tendency to try and like work on that and, and Mm -hmm. not be that and, and try and deny who you are really innately wired to be Yeah, and looking at that as a fault when really Yes, I do say sometimes it's a blessing and a curse for sure. But you know, it's it is who I am and who many people are and instead of working so hard at trying to be who you're not, it's like let's embrace it and figure out how to work with it. Yeah. And and that that that's for me the 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 basis of my way. Who are you? Let's accept and start from there. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like in the personal development world, especially, there's a lot of pushing to be something other than who you are and to get to some goal. And when you get to this goal, you'll feel a certain way. And it's all pushing. When we just accept and start where we are, um, and sensitives being an empath, just being part of that. So I get what you're saying also about, you know, blessing and case, but if we, if we look at it as we're just getting to experience the full spectrum of emotions. It's that simple. So, you know, there's no kind of bias with emotion. Well, I'm not going to feel the negative ones as much as I'm going to feel the positive ones. You're just going to feel. And the more kind of expansive you become in those feelings, then the more you start to feel other things that come in and other emotions and you start getting affected um, by your energy. And for me, the biggest way that people are affected by energy is through, so something that I refer to quite a lot is the, the power of suggestion. So other people who we interact with and not just feeling their energy when they're in our presence, or the words that they say mm-hmm. and the impact that that has within us and how that plants seeds within us because, you know, words are very powerful, huge alchemy around words. Uh, that's why we speak out loud incantations and, you know, spelling spells. Spells are things that you reiterate and, you know, spelling literally comes from spells. So you cast spells when you speak. So... When other people cast their spells upon us, and that can be friends, it can be family, it can be TV, media, mm-hmm. things that you see, whatever we look at, that's where our energy goes. So our energy flows to that particular thing that we're looking at. So we get an active choice in this, and we get an active choice in how we want to feel and where we direct our energy. So even, you know, with what you said about various people that you're around, how do I protect my energy? So one, you choose to be around those people. So then you have to choose what boundaries that you have with those people, what you're willing to accept and not accept. The words that they say, 
do you have a pattern interrupt? Do you catch them in the moment when they're being really negative and you can feel, because I know I can as a sensitive, I can literally feel my energy dropping low, dense and heavy as soon as somebody starts talking really deeply negative, mm-hmm. but with emotion behind it as well. Yeah. And I think the tough part too, is that, so for me and, and I'm sure people who are listening will resonate if they've lost someone or they're divorced or they're a single parent or whatever. And now you're like, you're having to deal with, if you have kids, right. Or if you're in a new relationship or a new partnership or, you know, even family members, you know, we all have you know, someone who can drain us or whatever. And so for some, in some scenarios, it's easy to just like walk away or like not surround yourself with that person because yeah, we all have that friend who's like a energy vampire or a total like Debbie Downer kind of thing. And it's easy to just like not make plans or whatever. But if it's like a child or a partner or a family member that you can't necessarily cut off it is, I guess, about setting those boundaries, but do you have any thoughts or advice on how to, you know, be there and support them and love them without getting sucked into their drama, their story, their negativity? Because again, if they're not doing the work consciously, then they're just in that negative spiral. Yeah. It is it is a case of self-empowerment. It's a case of always being in your power. And the only way we can be in our power is to know what our truth is, what our values are, the things that we hold, you know, most dearest to us. And then we can be intentional. So intention for me is the most powerful tool that we have. So we can be intentional as we move through daily life. This is what I want to feel. This is what I want to happen. Um, and, you know, choosing your state. So then when you are, because, you know, you, obviously we can't cut people off and I wouldn't suggest to anyone to just start <laughs> going, cutting people off, you know, that'd be, um, yeah, be over the top. However, we can be in their presence, but still be in our power. And that means our amount of inner work that we have done to manage our emotional state. So we never actually react to anything external. We're not scared of anything external. We're not scared of going in a room with a group of negative people. We're scared of the emotion that we will feel when Mm -hmm. we're in a room of negative people and they stop being negative. So it's almost about how we look at the different facets of our personality and how we get to own those emotions within us because they're not shadowy anymore. Once we own them, then they're not in our shadow. So we can't be triggered by them because we're aware of them. Mm-hmm. So it's it's our level of inner work that we do to, to accept. And this is what, what I was saying at the beginning about, it's about accepting every part of ourselves. Because when we reject parts of ourselves, those are the parts that are bound to be triggered by somebody else because we can't, because we're scared, we have a fear around that, so we can't manage that state. Mm-hmm. So that's the first step. And then really being, you know, to really be in your power is to always 
kind of, even if you feel an emotional state, capture that trigger in the moment and then not react. Yeah. So then you can still speak to them from a place of love, but you can still be assertive with your boundaries. You can still, you know, direct the topic of conversation. You can still, you know, if it's a child, you're going to educate them on those things. If it's an adult, you don't want to just start, you know, disempowering them by coaching them, mm-hmm. you know, without consent. But you can also talk about how that makes you feel. And yeah. it is all yeah. about expression ownership of your emotions, communication and expression. I mean, there's there's lots of tools around energy management. You know, we can we can talk about and explore some of those, but for me, the most powerful one is exploring our own emotions and our yeah. shadow way. I think, yeah, I think That's it always how- has to start with you. Everything always has to start with you. And I think also just having the perspective shift of, not trying to change another person, yeah. but but to try and influence them based on your own energy and how you show up. So, you know, uh, again, I, I find that there are many people just from either their own lack of awareness or lack of desire or whatever it is, who don't do the work or or aren't aware of what they need to work on or whatever. So, you know, I'm not saying that that's, they're all bad. I'm just saying that there are many people who just aren't doing the work. And so I find that for me, when I go in with the perspective of, okay, well, I am doing the work and I am very self-aware and it starts with me. So instead of trying to change a person, you know, just let's keep it simple from, they're always negative to now they're going to always be positive. Like it's, it's not that easy. Right. And so, but if I show up as best I can in the most positive light that I can be in that moment, and it's not always going to be shiny and bright, but it'll be hopefully a little bit more elevated than when they're at, then Mm -hmm. it's contagious, right? Energy is also very contagious. from a positive and negative standpoint. Like I know, again, I'm so heavily influenced by it. So that means that somebody else can be heavily influenced by mm-hmm. my energy. And if you go into a scenario where you are going to just protect your own energy by trying to stay in your own positivity, again, I'm I'm simplifying it, but in your own higher vibrational state, then I find that one of two things will happen. They will either catch the wave and be on board with that and and their energy will be elevated or they're going to be like, fuck that. Like, I'm not interested in your like good mood right now. And they're going to be turned off by that, which is ultimately going to be a blessing (laughs) for you because then, you know, you're either going to attract people or repel people based on- who you are and how you show up. And over time, sometimes that can be a gift if, you know, because you don't technically have to break up with someone, (laughs) but just, they're just kind of not going to be into being around you because they're just not, they're just not ready to, to do that work. And that's a gift for everybody. (laughs) 
we, we align, don't we? We align with the people for us, even if that is for them to trigger us into looking at something within ourselves and our shadow. Mm-hmm. I like to think of it as inspiring somebody. Yeah. So we can we can be who we are, and then that can inspire them to think, hang on, I might actually want to be a little bit more like that. Without, you know, there's a fine line. I do feel like there's a fine line of, and I'll I'll, re, I'll revert back to why I talk about owning all parts of self, because I think there can be a fine line with, you know, spiritual bypassing as well, which mm-hmm. everything is love and light. Everything is, you know, a lesson. We may know that, but if their consciousness isn't there yet, and you try and tell them their trauma is a lesson or their negative day or their car breakdown is a, you know, some sort of test on what's it teaching you. They might not be in that space to be able to take that on. So this is where discernment comes in, where we have to discern how how I can be with them. And sometimes it's not even about being overly positive, but it's neutral, space mm-hmm. neutrality. So yeah. you're not allowing them to drag you into something. And then that can also raise them as well. So we can we can raise their energy levels from being in a space of neutrality, being non-attached, because when we start getting attached, then that can feed their emotional state as well. Then that's going to influence us. And then again, we're leaking energy from that source or to that source. And then, you know, this is where we, we go into the realms of it's well, psychic attack. When you're overthinking about someone or a situation and we're you know trying to heavily influence them without their consent thought forms can become powerful energy and then that can feel to somebody like a psychic attack mm-hmm. and vice versa so for me like a state of neutrality can be a, a non-attached can be a really good state that we can inspire someone from as well mm-hmm. so can you I know for me how it physically affects me to be drained or around somebody's negative negative energy or how I I know how I feel. I I feel typically drained, exhausted, uh my stomach can hurt, my chest can feel heavy. Um it's just it, it's like I feel like I have an emotional hangover or if I, you know, have a an argument or I'm very non-confrontational and I like to avoid it like the plague. But if it happens, then I find that it takes me longer to recover from that. Even when it's been resolved, um, I feel sometimes the next day just exhausted or like I'm dragging my ass. So can you just um, share how this can physically show up for people. So if they're not sure if they're like an empath or if they're highly sensitive, but, but, you know, maybe they feel this when they're around certain kind of people, they'll, they'll maybe be able to identify. Yeah. I mean, you know, by how much you get affected by being in the presence of others, crowds, large crowds, you know, if personally for me, I can't go into, to large crowds for a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. If I go specific amount of time, it just drains my energy. So usually the number of people, if it's a smaller amount of people, how many, you know, if it's a smaller amount of people, then it's more around 
how they're showing up in terms of, you know, if they're being quite negative, how that's affecting you. Because it shouldn't affect, it shouldn't always affect somebody, Mm -hmm. somebody else's views. Even people I know get triggered scrolling through social media. Mm -hmm. And because people are posting things that they disagree with, they're having a real strong emotional reaction. That's showing you the sensitive because a lot of people just wouldn't really care because they're like, that's your view. This is my view. But it's how you take on. That shows how sensitive you are, how you take on. Um, Sometimes what I've noticed, because I, as you know, I coach a lot of coaches and healers and therapists. And what I find with them is their, their desire, their strong desire to help someone results in them taking on that energy as well. Mm-hmm. So again, it's not even, it's about intention as well. It's not just about just being sensitive like yourself. It's about if your intention is I want to help them so much, then you become more sensitive and you're taking on their stuff as well. So there's lots of different ways of looking at it. It's not, it's not black and white. It's not clear cut. Yeah. It's not just a case of a walk into a crowd and you're feeling, you know, because if it's a high vibe crowd, you might be able to last longer than mm-hmm. if there's some real dense negativity or if it's a march, you know, or whatever the intention of the crowd is. Again, that's why intention affects us so much. Yeah. And that's a big reason why I've stepped away from my coaching business is because, you know, I've always been highly sensitive and an empath, but it's to a different level now since, you know, my husband's death and like the trauma and like all of that, that I find that I'm sensitive in different ways, like same, but also new ways where you know, before I'd be able to listen to my clients and hear their stuff. And like at the end of the hour, half an hour, I'd be like, okay, bye. Like, you know, like I could just leave it and, and not take it on. And I find that now, um, I'm, I, I can't even like, it's, I I can't even hear other people's stuff without taking it on. Or, you know, I guess it's this, it's what I call the emotional shrapnel that it's the stuff that's left behind of, subconsciously me needing everybody to be okay. And, Mm -hmm. you know, because even though I know logically it it wouldn't end up in the same way, I guess it's just, that's the leftover trauma of just, you know, if, if just, I just can't take it on anymore. (laughs) Like I just, you know, and so I feel like this podcast is my way of sharing and teaching and helping, but it's a one-sided conversation where I can control the narrative and, and it's not coming back at me where I have to take it on or hear other people's stuff. It's not because I don't care. It's just, I'm, this is a way for me to protect my energy. And that's what I'm working towards. And it's about setting better boundaries. It's about speaking up more, um, and, and saying what works for me and what doesn't work for me. And, you know, not that I was a doormat before, but I, because of this newly sensitive side of me that has emerged, I have to rejig how I do certain things while still honoring my purpose. So, 
And you've helped me tremendously with that. So do you have any tools or suggestions on, you know, people who are resonating with this, who are feeling this of, of other things that they can do to protect their energy? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things out there and it depends on the level of work that you've done in yourself. So whether it's basic tools, so I would class basic tools are things like, you know, um, energy clearing through sage, through Palo Santo, through, you know, using those cleansing, having those cleansing rituals, crystals. Um, and then as you move up, you become more ritualistic in what you do. So, you know, Epsom salt baths, you say it's a nice salt bath, which cleanses your energy field. It can help repair your auric field. Stepping away from certain things like alcohol, cigarettes, they're all going to penetrate your auric field, make it lower in vibration. So like looking at what you consume as well. Um, even then moving up and saying, okay, I'm going to not watch specific news channels. I'm going to step away from social media for X amount of time a day. I'm only going to follow certain accounts. All of those things build your energy back up. And then we get to the point of just saying, okay, I'm going to be really intentional every day. I'm going to set boundaries internally as well as externally. We can express them. But what we find is when we have really strong boundaries within energetically people just tend not to mess with those boundaries and tend not to cross them mm -hmm. because you have a very strong presence and sense of this is who I am. These are my boundaries. You have to keep communicating your boundaries when you dishonor your own boundaries. Yeah. So yeah. for me, the, the higher up the ladder we go, it's more around our relationship to self. And then that sets the tone for every other relationship in our life. And that's, do I honor my own boundaries? Once I've honored my own boundaries, other people will tend to honor them, you know? And then we get to the point we don't even have to express where our boundaries are. Mm -hmm. And then we can, you know, we start to navigate towards situations and, and you know, and have people around us where we tend not to get as tested as much. And then if we are tested, we tend not to get as triggered as much. And then we start to notice that we cultivate a, a healthier energy and we start to be our energy field starts to feel stronger, grow stronger, and we don't get depleted or drained as much. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just like simple things that I've been doing too, that have helped. I mean, so yes, I do the, the baths and I also throw in some essential oils in that. And, um, you know, I also imagine myself, like if I'm going into a scenario that I know is with people who would typically trigger me, um, you know, I try and imagine this like invisible, like shield or bubble around me to just sort of like protect my energy. Um, I, I I'm really good at it, I guess, on planes. Cause nobody fucking talks to me on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> you know, which is great. Like there's some people who like walk off with a best friend. I'm like, I guess I give off the don't even like look at me vibe because I never get bothered on a plane, which is good. Um, I had something else and I completely. That's, that's an example though of that internal boundary of, I don't want to speak to anyone. That's my intention. And then nobody approaches you because right. your whole energy says, don't approach me. Yeah. 
Yeah. And you actually had to help me clear that one when I was starting to date or or yeah. contemplate dating because I was yeah. like Fort Knox. I was like, nobody is penetrating this aura. And uh, yeah. And I had to learn how to, you know, slowly take that wall down. Um, but uh, yeah. So sometimes I get really good at the boundaries, but almost too good where I just don't let anyone in but another one that sorry sorry. so this this is the thing about boundaries they're supposed to be like doors that can be open and closed people think boundaries are walls but they're not Mm. so you decide who comes through the door that's that's good so that's why you have to look at your boundaries yeah see I just learned something too boundaries are doors they're not walls my boundaries yeah. were walls okay I yeah, like that <laughs> yeah no they were, you know they were fucking walls um yeah no but I like that not not a revolving door a no, door we- that requires a lock at times <laughs> but a door that can be opened I like that another thing that I do is um I find that in many cases, my personality ends after about two and a half hours of me being out. I have like a window where I'm like super fun. And then I'm just like, nope, hit my wall. And so what I've often done is I just drive myself. Like I bring a car because I don't want to rely on anybody else's schedule or having to stick around when I'm not ready, you know, when I don't want to or whatever. So just always like, having the out, I find also helps also with anxiety. That's also like, again, topic for another day. But I find that with highly sensitive people, they tend to have anxiety as well. Um, So that's also another strategy that I've implemented that, you know, it's not always super fun when everyone around you is like drinking and you're like, okay, I'm just, you know, sober and watching you and judging you. But, um, you know, it's, there are times where I'm just like, okay, this is a night where I can Uber or go with other people. And then there's some times where I'm just like, no, I need the out. And so that's a really easy way to just also to control the, the scenario. So, but that's self-awareness. You've got that point through self-awareness, which is why again, in a way is the key because that expands our awareness. So then you know parts of yourself and what you're willing to put up with. Not willing to put up with, you know your limits. A lot of people don't. And that's yeah. why the end is good. Well, that's, and again, I just want to reiterate this because it is so important that before you can even remotely think about working on a relationship or with anybody, um, you really, really have to start with yourself because when you get super clear on who you are and what you're going to put up with and not put up with, um, you know, how you are in certain scenarios, how you feel about certain things, like you really need that self-awareness and that clarity because again, you can't, there's so many people expecting somebody else to save them or to fill a void or, you know, to fill in the blanks. But like, even if they did and you didn't have the self-awareness, you wouldn't even know that they were filling the voids that you think you need filled. So it's so important to start with you. And, you know, it's so thrown out there, the self-love and all that, but it really is like the most important relationship that you can have is with yourself. And then 
once you, and it's, it's not like, you know, you do the work for five hours and you're done. Like it's a constant check-in. It's a constant work in progress, but the further along you get there, then it's easier to say, okay, this works for me. This doesn't work for me. This is what needs altering when, when you're in relationship or conversation with other people and you have that, that check-in point, right? Because without it, you're just expecting everyone to, to make you feel a certain way when you wouldn't even recognize it if you even got that. So I think that that's so key is that it really does always start with you. Absolutely. The yeah. biggest relationship we're yeah. ever going to have in our life is ourself. Yeah. People yeah. always think it's somebody else, the one. We are the one for us. And then as a consequence of that, then we can attract in healthier relationships. Well, that's exactly. I was just going to say that 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 is who you're going to bring into your life. Are, is It's actually a really good measure. So if you're surrounded by or attracting low-level, low-energy kind of people, it's a mirror to your energy level. So that's a really good starting point. If you're not happy with who you are surrounded by, check in with yourself and see what your words are, what your thoughts are, what your energy is like, because- Sorry, all on that, a mirror of who we are, all the opposite to us. So if we have a weakness, somebody can come in to show us that weakness. You know, somebody can come in and show us that we have a, a blind spot in an area. So they're the opposite of that blind spot, but they're just showing us that that's there as well. Well, yeah. And again, not to get too like off topic, but I find that in the relationship that I'm in now, as as wonderful and amazing as it is, it's also brings up like wounds that I still need to heal, right? Which is a good thing right? Like it's, it's uncomfortable at the time and it doesn't always feel great because it requires work and like digging deeper. And, you know, again, it doesn't feel good in the moment, but you know, if I can hover over that situation and be like, okay, what is this here to teach me? It's like, yeah, I'm still wounded in this area or I still require work here. And so it does show me that, that this is the shit that you still need to explore, that you still need to work through, which again is ultimately a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. So I know you're super busy and um, again, we can talk for hours and hours. Is there anything else that you want to add that we haven't talked about? Um, I mean, I feel like it's, we've given a lot here. So if you don't have anything else to add, that's cool too. No, I feel like if we do, we'll be a a digress onto a different topic. So that's another podcast for another day. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So thank you so much, Sarah. I always just love talking with you and I always learn something. I feel like we can just, you know, we can banter, we can do it all. And, but, you know, ultimately it's, it's always, I, I leave feeling more empowered, better than when I showed up. So how can people get in touch with you or follow you or like, where can they do that? I'll also put it in the show notes with links and stuff. But if you want to just do a quick overview, go for it. Yeah. Well, on Instagram, it'd be easy because I'm Sarah underscore the genius alchemist. Mm -hmm. And my website is 
www.thesarahmcbride.com have to be the because um, you are the Sarah <laughs> exactly and uh, just Sarah McBride on Facebook but uh, you may not find that as easily so yeah okay Instagram. so I'll I'll post it all in the show notes and they can just click yeah. um yeah. but thank you so much for all that you are all that you do and I just I really just appreciate everything about you so thank you thank you and yeah same to you I appreciate you and appreciate the work that you're doing and this podcast that you've launched after coming over all of that past you know 18 months two years that you've been through so yeah it's a real strong brave thing to do thank you thank you well someone who I'm talking to may or may not have planted that seed in my head. <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> You're welcome, as always. <laughs> All right. We'll speak soon. All right, my friends. Thank you so much for listening to this So That Just Happened podcast. I really hope you found value in this episode and that you're walking away with at least one golden nugget that you can implement or feel inspired by. I would be so grateful if you would share it with one friend or family member who is committed to moving forward and transforming their life. Make sure you subscribe so you can catch every new episode and please leave me a review. It would mean so much to me. Also, follow me on Facebook and Instagram at @coachcarly. Thanks again for listening and I'll see you in the next episode.